when the tough gets going? How do you know when it's time to go? Welcome back to Teacher Tales, where we follow one teacher fighting her way through career burnout to find work-life balance and educational bliss, if it still exists. On this episode of Teacher Tales, we learn four big mistakes that have new teachers rethinking their life in education. But first, another tale from your favorite teacher. Tegan Raines, a beacon of enthusiasm and hope, stepped into her first year as a high school history teacher with an unyielding passion to inspire young minds. Fresh out of school, her eagerness collided with the formidable challenge of the classroom. As the bell rang, marking the onset of Tegan's inaugural class, she faced a crescendo of chatter that seemed insurmountable. Attempting to seize the student's attention with an exuberant greeting, Tegan's lack of classroom experience cast a shadow on her entrance. Struggling to assert authority, Tegan found herself in a battlefield of unruly children who sensed her uncertainty. The classroom, at least for the first day, resembled controlled chaos with less control. Tegan's inner monologue echoed, I guess student teaching is over. After a tumultuous week, Tegan acknowledged the necessity for more engaging lessons. Recognizing that another monotonous lecture on the Oregon Trail wouldn't suffice. She swung from a lack of planning to overplanning. The glazed eyes of her students mirrored her frustration, leading her to exclaim, How sway! in the aftermath of such a taxing day. Following a particularly chaotic class, Tegan sought solace in the break room, questioning her suitability for teaching. The belief that her students' behavior reflected her inadequacy as a teacher weighed heavily on her mind. In moments of self-doubt, she wondered if she was cut out for the profession at all. Yet, a glimmer of hope whispered, it has to get better at some point, right? Weeks unfolded, revealing Tegan's struggle with time management. Nights blurred into early mornings as she immersed herself in grading and planning. The dedication palpable, but the strain on her personal life increasingly evident. Despite these challenges, Tegan's passion for teaching endured, realizing that her struggles were stepping stones in the vast landscape of learning. She pledged to improve. With patience, perseverance, and the unwavering support of her colleagues, Tegan transformed. Gradually, she mastered the art of classroom management, forging stronger connections with her students. She navigated the delicate dance of lesson planning, finding the equilibrium between monotony and overload. Time, once an exclusive adversary, became her ally as she embraced a more balanced work-life equation. 
Tegan's journey epitomized the tumultuous terrain that new teachers often tread, navigating classroom management, crafting engaging lessons, controlling emotional responses, and mastering time management. Yet, within the crucible of challenges, her resilience and determination emerged as guiding lights, paving the way for growth and success in the realm of education. Wow. Tegan had a very tough, tough first days and weeks, but we all do as first year teachers. I remember, you know, you get the job and you sign the contract and you go through all your training and your PD and the weeks and weeks of, you know, trying to get ready. But when that first bell rings, it's different. For me, I started in the middle of the year. So it was in January. Now, I have been a sub at the at the school that I'm currently at. So people knew who I was, but it's different going from student teaching or being a substitute to being the actual teacher. You are on the line for whatever happens in that classroom. So jumping back to our lesson here, number one, classroom management. So the first thing that you have to do, establish clear expectations for yourself, for your students, because if people don't know where the line is, then they just do whatever they want. You got to establish expectations. Now, what that looks like for each thing that you're doing. So expectations for classwork, expectations for turning stuff in, expectations for class discussions, expectations for coming in the classroom. What happens first? What happens next? You know, all of these things have to be set and clear for the students. Uh, the second thing is building positive relationships. Now, this could arguably be the first one because once you start to build those positive relationships, the classroom changes. Like, I feel like, or my experience has been that because the students always say like they fool with me, because the students are fond of me, I think that that makes the expectations a little bit easier to enforce. Now, there are still expectations and you will get in trouble. There is a clear line that when you cross, then there are going to be consequences. But I have communicated those things and I've built those relationships. So it's not just about schoolwork. It's, hey, what's up? How's your day? How did the game go? Or how did UIL go? That is, you know, competition. How did band go? You know, what's going on with the season or whatever they may be doing? You know, how your little brother doing? Because a lot of times I have taught the students I have now, I've taught their older brothers and sisters, some of them. So I'll just, I'll ask about their family, you know, and then I can make jokes like, oh man, you know, your sister wouldn't have did that. You know, she was always on top of her stuff. You know, I don't know what you're doing, you know. So having those relationships goes a long way when trying to, to establish good classroom management. And then uh, the third thing is implementing those engagement strategies. How do you engage your kids? How do you get them to somehow want to do what you're trying to get them to do? How do you get them to kind of see it your way? And a lot of times I'll just kind of tell them what I'm thinking as I'm introducing a project because I teach everything through projects. What was my thinking when I was putting this together and what do I want them to get out of it? So kind of taking them through uh, my strategy 
it helps to implement something that is more engaging. And so sometimes I can take their uh, advice, like we debrief after every project, like what worked, what didn't work. If I was to do this again, uh, what would you guys like to have known? Those kinds of things really help and go a long way with, with your students. So that's number one, classroom management. Moving on to number two, lesson planning. Now, this can be a monster, depending on what subject you teach, what district you teach in, and what school you teach at. So personally, lesson planning is kind of all done already. So myself and another teacher, shout out to Sarah Simon, we both uh, wrote the curriculum. I put wrote in air quotes because we, we had a lot of stuff. We just had to organize it and put it together and then create the learning experiences. But we did all of that stuff a couple years ago. So we've been able to kind of just use these units all planned out for our lesson. So and then now we just tweak stuff, tweak different projects, you know, move stuff around a little bit. Um, but lesson planning can be difficult. So a couple of things that you want to focus on is differentiation. So making sure there's a different way that you're explaining things, whether that's having it written down, talking through it, also having it online, having a video, different ways to explain things. Uh, personal, like personalization, personalization. There we go. That one can be difficult, but I can share an example where I have a project and kids were able to either create a PowerPoint or they could do it on a poster if they wanted to like draw it out, color it, write it, that kind of thing. So personalization could be hard because, you know, if you have a room for 30 plus kids, how can I make everything personal? That's a tough one. But as much as you can, you want to you know try to implement some different ways. Um, incorporating real world connections. That helps. But I feel like students always talk about wanting to learn what the real world is. And I'm like, the real world, this stuff is boring. The stuff y'all want to, you want to learn. Like, trust me, paying bills and taxes, I could teach you that stuff in one day. And it's not cool. It's not exciting. They just say that because it's the narrative. I personally feel like a lot of this real world stuff should be taught to you by your parents. At least at first, because who better to teach you how to pay bills than the people that pay the bills so you know uh that's just my personal belief but hey some people feel differently but the more you can incorporate those real world connections that is always going to be great for kids and then the last thing for this one is assessment strategies so how are you assessing your kids when we're talking about lesson planning where do you put those assessments and then how are you doing it? is it a test is it a project is it oral is it formal is it informal how are you assessing? And you should always be assessing. We are always assessing. So that is lesson planning. The next thing Tegan struggled with as a new teacher was keeping her emotions in check. Now, this, woo, because some kids are going to try you. They're going to test you. They're going to see how far they could push the line. So it was important to, number one, use some emotional intelligence. Know who you're dealing with. These are teenagers. They are going to be all over the place. You, as the adult, cannot be all over the place as much as we would sometimes like to. <laughs> so use some emotional intelligence and understand what you're going into. Especially once you've already gotten to know your kids, you know like who they are and how they're going to push the line. Some people will and a lot of people won't. But 
once you have kind of started to do that, now you want to reflect. Okay, how am I dealing with these emotional people? And then how am I dealing with my own emotions? Is that journaling? Is that venting to other people? Now, you don't want to do that too much because you don't want to be the complainer all the time. But venting, you know, you got to get it out. And then are you seeking some kind of support or feedback, you know, from other teachers, from a spouse, from somebody like that, somebody that you can bat it over with, you know, because sometimes our emotions get the best of us. And sometimes we just need to get them out. And then the last thing Tegan struggled with was time management. So first things first, prioritization. You have to prioritize what is most important and then what is urgent and what is not. Because it's all important. What's the most important thing and then what's the most urgent thing? Do that first and then work your way down the list. I know now I have a a to-do list that is on my mouse pad. So that helps me to stay organized with what I actually need to do. And then if it's something in my email, I just leave it unread because I'm one of those people like I cannot have the notifications. It just bothers me. I have to get all those out. So if it's unread, I know I got to go back to it. And then uh, self-care and boundaries. Like you're going to be asked to do a lot of things. Sometimes you just got to say no, which I will have an episode on how to say no as a new teacher, especially. So prioritization and trying to get stuff done, staying organized, and then setting those boundaries will help you with time management as a new teacher. So to recap, new teachers struggle with classroom management. Make sure you establish clear expectations. Number two, lesson planning. Make it different. Incorporate real world examples. Number three, do not overreact. Be emotional, intelligent, get your brain ready for what you're going into with your classroom every day. And number four, time management. Prioritize and then set boundaries. That's going to be all for this episode. Of course, I'm going to have someone on, another teacher. But we will bat around these wonderful topics and how they affect new teachers. With that being said, thank you all. Keep teaching. Keep learning. And I will see you in the next journey.